Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 24, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's talk Turkey. We had what's called a gap and crap reversal candle on pretty decent volume not great volume but certainly decent volume into a place we discussed last night into the convergence of moving averages they didn't hit the 20 but they hit the 50 but oh wait there's more when you look at the es contract you had a convergence of moving averages up there they hit the 20 up there came up just short of the 50 as well and interestingly enough The market never got to the pre-market highs. It never got to the same price that the ES contract hit its daily moving averages. Think about that for a moment. Tell me this type of stuff doesn't produce magnetic effects. Just think about that for a second. The spiders got to a high today of exactly 445.22. That's during the regular session. The pre-market got to a high of 446.60. That's higher for those of you mathematicians out there. So what actually happened was the spiders during the regular business hours hit the 50 and were rejected. The ES contract in the Globex session before the pit session started at 930, same as the regular S&P, and everything else, regular trading hours. But in the Globex session, they got to their convergence of moving averages, at least hit one out of the two, hit the 20-period moving average, and was summarily rejected. So they hit them both. I think that deserves a funny how that works. Now, we still have the Jackson Hole boondoggle on deck tomorrow. I think they started today, but Jerome Powell We'll speak tomorrow morning at some point in time. Now, the market already sold off, so it's not the sell the news event. So are we going to see a flip around and we're going to see a market rally on Jerome comments? I don't know. We'll call them Jerry's comments. This was a bounce and a downtrend. Can they flip it around tomorrow? Absolutely. It's a coin toss right now. Anything goes. If they're gapping lower in the morning, that may produce some kind of whopper of a trade at a specific place inside the numbers will have a beat on that specific information beginning at zero dark 30 look at the weekly chart and all of a sudden we have a 20 period weekly chart moving average looming they never hit it before we discussed it in the live room today one of the members brought this up that that moving average on the weekly chart is looming so Can they hit it on Jerry's comments? Can they hit it next week? Absolutely, they can. Will they is a different ballgame altogether. Just be careful of we'll call, and this is in the trading parlance called the rope-a-dope situation. The rope-a-dope situation is Mrs. Market sucks in the bears. She sucks in the put buyers today. And here's a scenario. It's one scenario. I'm not saying it's the scenario. I'm saying it's a scenario. It's one of these, I've read this book before. 
Powell's speaking tomorrow morning. Let's call it 10 o'clock in the morning. I think that's the time, Eastern Standard. He's out in the West Coast. Usually, these speeches, a lot of times, they'll release notes ahead of time. Now, watch this scenario. Write this one down. Put it on a sticky note. They release the notes before the opening bell. The market rips higher, and they screw the put holders that were holding overnight. We've seen that before over and over and over again. It's a scenario. I have no idea if he's even putting notes out before the speech. I'm just saying I've read this stuff in book format before. Did anybody make any money today inside the numbers? Just as much as we had a one-way ticket yesterday for the most part in the upward direction, we had a one-way ticket in the southern direction after the morning high one bounce early on that, yeah, we did take advantage of, had nice trades out of it. We had shorts in the room. We had scalps on the long side where it was applicable. We had some profits in Boeing, one of the stocks on the move. We'll take a look at that later. Let's take a look at the zero dark 30 stuff. We start out with Mrs. Market held the gains from last night NVIDIA earnings release until they crapped out, but that was after the fact. This is at zero dark 30. They're right, meaning they, in terms of the S&P, right in the middle of the convergence of moving averages on the daily chart. So we're already there in the pre-market. You know, the ones we spoke about in the last two videos. Funny how that works. I told you that was a funny how that works. What if they keep going? Well, there's a zone above between 446 and a quarter and 446.85 where the bulls would normally run into a bit of a buzzsaw situation. 446 and a quarter to 446.85. Now there's 446 and a quarter and you can see during the regular session they didn't get there. And that's what we call the thieves in the morning. Think about it for a moment. If they get up there... They're going to run into a buzzsaw. They got up there and they ran into a buzzsaw. It was in the pre-market. Thieves in the morning. It's overhead resistance and only closing candles above 446.85 opens the door for another leg higher. What about the flip side? Like if they fall either before or after the opening bell. Where's support? The first place, and mind you, they were above this place at the time, the first place a bull bear battle would normally ensue is around 444.65. They opened right on top of it and proceeded to sell off the entire trading day. Hold your horses. Pay attention. Let's scroll up, see what else we have. I don't know how this print got so small. Something happened there, but I'll read it to you. What's the scoop? 9 o'clock, 30 minutes before the bell rings. They're already testing a really important area. Here's the deal. We've got a tight zone of importance. 444.90 to 444.65. We'll call it a pivot zone. That's what this small print says. Below 444.65 and the bears get inched to push the tape lower. 444.65. 444.65. It pays to know your numbers. Stay with me. The next spot down is 443.55, which is just above the gap left open yesterday around 443, creating a support zone. Below 443, there's lower stuff. We'll talk about that later. For now, let's focus on 443.55. Remember, right of the vertical is today's activity. 
443.55 is the horizontal line. And boy, does it look like they cut through it like a hot knife through butter. But wait, there's more. 443.55. They come into it. They spike it by a couple of pennies. And they rip it back up in the other direction, producing muku buckos, mucho dinero on the trading side for the long players inside the numbers and the live room. How you doing? And here's what I said to the live room members. If they're going to come up short of the gap, and the gap was right around 443. If they're going to come up short of the gap, this is the place they'll do it. Apples. Remember. This was still before the opening bell. 9.32, below 4.44.65. The door is open for what? 4.43.55. It's a support zone and a bounce place. 9.43, they're in the showtime zone. 9.49, the scalp portion is over. The rest is trader's choice. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. Now, when they went back up, I was looking to short the market a little higher than they eventually got to, so I didn't get in on a short. However, however, there were plenty of traders in the live room that took a short in the pivot zone, 444.65 to 444.90. Some of the numbers will make your eyes roll in the back of your head. I get that. But if you're in the live room, you're seeing it. We're discussing it before the opening bell. What did we say today in the live room? Today is likely a sell the rip type of tape. Set it before the opening bell. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. Everything you need from a support and resistance perspective. It's your tour guide of information during the trading day. What about inside the numbers? We had three on the board today. Two did not hit their entry objectives. They're off the board. They're considered no trades. However, Boeing did hit an entry objective. Let's take a look at the setup in Boeing. First, she's getting a haircut at the opening bell. We had three numbers on the board. It opened below the first. So what happens? It's off the board. It's not even considered. The second number is then activated immediately. It was at 220 even. She came into it. She spiked it. And when you see this on a five-minute chart, you can see what kind of rip she had away from it for about three bucks. We had some participation in the live room inside the numbers. Nice trade in Boeing. When she came into the third number at the end of the day, it's too late. Nobody's taken that trade. She creeped into it. But the takeaway here is the numbers work. What's going on in Camp IWM? Well, she's doing the bearish thing that we discussed last night. She's basically just hovering on top of these moving averages, making a bearish, flaggish kind of pattern. This means that she can't get up and go, needs some kind of a spark. Does she get it from Jerry's speech? We don't know. But right now, we just take the market at face value, and face value says she's making a bearish pattern, hovering around the convergence of these moving averages. She's hovered around them long enough to where the odds-on favorite is she goes lower. Do we know that's going to happen? No, we don't. Can anything happen around Jerry's speech in the Jackson Hole boondoggle tomorrow? Absolutely. Remember what we discussed before? It's called the rope-a-dope situation. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Let's take the market at face value. On the daily chart, we have something called a bearish, flaggish pattern 
hovering or riding underneath the 50-period moving average. Nothing more, nothing less, no change from yesterday. Yesterday was basically a backtest of that 50-period moving average. Today was basically another backtest of that 50-period moving average and a trade away in the downward direction from it. What about the Q people? This is a nice, healthy reversal candle. Spiked the moving averages that she touched yesterday. Crapped out, finished on lows of day. If you break out a textbook, Technical Trading 101, they have a picture of this in the reversal department. It's an engulfing candle. It's on an uptick in volume, finishing at the lows, into a set of moving averages, convergence, if you will. This is page 47 in Technical Trading 101, Reversals. What about the financials? The XLF tried to get up and go today. Again, same routine. Notice a pattern or a repeating situation on all these charts into the moving averages and a crap out. It's either a big fake out or a big hint. Finishing on lows of day, not a positive. It's a crap out situation. What else do we have? Yep, same thing we have on all the other charts, a bearish pattern underneath the moving averages. What about Smash Mouth? Same routine. Spike higher, crap out situation. They looked like they were going to break out above the moving averages, finished on lows of day. This is not a healthy slash positive looking situation. Again, we're dependent on the market reaction to Jerry's speech. The Jackson Hole boondoggle. A lot of the stuff today will be blamed on NVIDIA. They were up big in the aftermarket. We looked at it yesterday. There it is again. And then the full-on crap-out situation. Where did they come back down to? The absolute area that they broke out from, which in this case happens to be a big-time breakup candle low. Again, apples or funny how that works, pick your poison. There's the regular session today. All charts act and react the same way. On the regular session, it's a gap. In the aftermarket, it's a big-time breakup candle low. Again, pick your poison. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.